I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. We all remember where we were when that happened. But what if I told you that something far greater was at play in this very moment? A saga of government corruption so entrenched in our society that to expose it would make Watergate a mere footnote in the pages of history. For the last few years, my team and I have been investigating the biggest crime ever perpetrated on the American people. Since the Eisenhower administration, the U.S. government has been committing genocide on the entire bird population and replacing these birds with sophisticated robot replicas equipped with five megapixel cameras and a sophisticated tracking system that can follow your every movement. I know this is horrifying, but please remember, stay calm. It is estimated that by 2001, 90% of the birds that we see in the sky will actually be surveillance robots. We must act now to prevent this from going any further. Join us, and together we can make 1987 the year that we take back our freedom. I am a bird truther, a person who doesn't believe in birds, and who's part of a larger movement called the Birds Aren't Real Movement. So in America, there is a growing conspiracy that years ago their government killed all the birds. It's a movement of people that want you to know that birds are actually drones. I mean, you don't really believe that that happened, correct? Honestly, it's kind of offensive. We do not find this to be a humorous issue. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I guess if we're looking at numbers like TikTok and Reddit and Instagram and all that, probably two million people that follow us. But, you know, movements don't just exist on the internet. They exist in the real world. This is just shrouded in darkness for me. It feels like we're at the end of the chapter. I was basically playing a character of much of my life. Uh, right now, I'm just traveling the country in this van, ready to go make a stand. Uh, we're part of a movement that believes that every single bird in the skies is a robot. It's always beautiful to get to talk to someone and see the little spark that lights up in their eyes when they understand the truth for the first time, you know? After a six-pack! This is Sir Saturday, and you're listening to the Abs and the Six Pack podcast. The oh, Abs and the Six Pack for Absolutely incredible. Here I am going through the CIA's declassified documents, and bitch, there are, there are fucking cameras in the park. Today is 11123 for Abs and a Six Pack 100 in episode 81. Here with Booberry behind the skis to talk about how birds aren't real and this is a new life, son of a bitch! A campaign called Birds Are Not Real brings its efforts to the Mid-South. And this morning we are joined by one of the messengers of the movement, Peter McIndoe, is here to tell us how this all came about. We want to emphasize you were not the founder. No, ma'am. So how did you become aware of it? What is the message of the movement? The message of the movement is essentially to spread awareness that from 1959 through 2001, the government mercilessly genocided over 12 billion birds and simultaneously replaced them with surveillance drones in disguise that film us every day as equally as these cameras are filming us right now. So what do you have to back that up? Oh, with nothing to back that up. It's episode. Uh, did I say it to be? I said it's episode one hundred, or it's one hundred and episode eighty-one. I think I said it's one hundred and episode eighty-one. So that's what it you is. don't know shit, cause you never been fucked in the ass. And I'm here with Booberry. What up? What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, not, uh, not much. I am ready to dissect exactly why birds are fake and gay. Yeah, and 
you know what? I thought I thought about it, and I thought a good way to start this was we don't even have to go to birds. Let's just see what happens about regular ass, basic ass surveillance of people on their own property. I got a two minute clip from the local Tennessee news. Tennessee man stumbled upon a hidden camera on his property. He found that it included pictures of himself and TWRA officers. A three-judge panel voted on the case out of Benton County earlier this year, exploring privacy issues and private property. In the first of a multi-part story, Chris O'Brien takes us inside this case. If you found cameras on your property, odds are you'd be a little surprised. It was... Uh... Right here, uh, on that, out of those two little scrub oaks, it was on the one on the right, uh, kind of right where that hole is, right in there, you know, 10 feet up or so. Hunter Hollingsworth has lived in the small city of Camden his entire life. Hunting and fishing aren't hobbies in these parts. To him, they're practically a religion. Since I was in pull-ups. While out hunting one day in early 2018, Hollingsworth noticed something odd in one of the trees on his hunting property. As we came around the curve, my headlights caught something shining in the tree, and I thought it was a coon or a possum, some kind of animal in the tree. So I grabbed a flashlight out of my truck and shined the tree to see what it was, and um, I saw that it was a camera with an antenna. He took the camera down and found pictures of TWRA and U.S. Fish and Wildlife agents on them as well as himself. Hollingsworth put it in his gun safe and essentially forgot about it until that fall. That's when law enforcement came knocking with a search warrant saying he stole the camera. They had on bulletproof vest, uh, first aid kits, extra magazines, like they were a SWAT team to come get this camera that I stole that was on my property illegally. And uh, they searched my whole house. Officers handcuffed Hollingsworth, but he didn't go to jail or receive a citation that day. Months later, U.S. Fish and Wildlife charged him with several violations, including illegal baiting and theft of government property. Hollingsworth took a plea deal to drop most of the charges, which resulted in suspension of his license. He then filed a lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the cameras. Federal court threw that lawsuit out. With legal fees adding up, Hollingsworth was running out of options. You're playing against a loaded deck to start with and your average person doesn't have the funds or the time to fight them because they'll just they'll just drag you out and run you out of money. That's when the Institute for Justice, Bingo. a nonprofit public law firm, stepped in. As Hollingsworth came to find out, he wasn't the only one the TWRA and U.S. Fish and Wildlife were watching. For now in Camden, Chris O'Brien. So they just keep putting cameras on anybody anybody's property. They're like, yeah, this guy's got some woods. Let's put some fucking cameras out there. And then when he takes it and does something with it, he's the one getting in trouble even though they came on his property and put a camera on his property. That's crazy. I, uh, we actually got into this on 77. That's right. Meet us on. That's right. I remember that. Now. Yeah. I found it yeah. in the context of birds, but yeah, you guys did, you did cover that whole thing. I remember, I think I might've even called in complaining about it that night. If I, I, remember it. I got a 33 second, uh, opener clip from this. You want to check it out? Yes. Uh, we represent a man named Terry Rainwaters who owns about 136 acres of pretty rural property out in Camden, Tennessee. And that's a lot of property, which means Terry does a lot of stuff on his property. He lives there with his son. He has a tenant who lives there and he farms and hunts on the property. Now, all of that is private activity. And so Terry has put up a gate and a no trespassing sign so that people who he doesn't invite can't get onto the property. But no, no, Tennessee no, has in. decided to ignore <laughs> that no trespassing sign and to treat his private land like public property. Yeah, so it was federal agents coming in, dropping cameras in the trees and whatnot, uh, obfuscating? 
obfuscating uh, them. Yeah. yeah I don't um, know how to. I, the This is the old style of notes. I don't really have a clip list breakdown, unfortunately. Um, I got, ah, it's kind of long. We kind of, we, we, we got plenty it. of time, so we if you want to if you want to get to it, we can get to it. I mean, I don't have that uh, much. All right, yeah. This one's um, I labeled it "Open Fields," so I, I want to say it was something along the lines of, "Well, uh, well, I won't speak for the clip. We'll let the clip speak." Tell me what they're doing. I mean, why? What are we exactly challenging? It's called the Open Fields Doctrine. Right. So what Tennessee agents are doing is they're entering his property without a warrant, um, snooping around and installing cameras in his trees. Now, it's pretty egregious, but under federal law, at least under the U.S. Supreme Court's interpretation of the Fourth Amendment, um, police officers, government agents don't have to get a warrant to snoop around and search on your private land. Um, There's a distinction drawn in Supreme Court precedent between the home and what's called the curtilage, which is the area immediately surrounding your home and the rest of the real property you might own. And the point of this case is to say that the Tennessee courts and the Tennessee Constitution don't follow that doctrine. Why don't you explain to people sort of the different boundaries of the property that they may own, right? From like, you know, a couple of feet in from the road has a different legal doctrine than 10 feet from the road versus three feet away from their house, right? Yeah. I think the way to think about this is that the the protected area, at least if you go to federal court, would be your home and the immediately surrounding areas. Um, So areas that that are considered associated with intimate activities of the home. Um, so something that would be protected like under a lot of federal cases, for instance, would be um, like your front yard or maybe a shed where you do activities closely associated with home life that's kind of adjacent to your yard. Are they just saying that basically they have imminent domain over any land you have if you're not out there every day and doing something? <laughs> as long as you can't look peek through the windows and see something naughty going down, I guess. That's crazy. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, I can't I okay. can't see into your window from 15 feet over here. Wink wink. Huh? Yeah, but isn't it trespassing anyways? <laughs> like imminent domain laws is how they took out like like um the wheat community in Oak Ridge I'm they sorry. just took I'm, their land. I'm but like sorry. they're I'm saying sorry. they can just trespass any any land, any time for any reason, just to put a camera up, as long as you can't see the ca- the camera can't see you from your house, that's the law in Tennessee. Who is going to punish them? <laughs> the government? You mean to tell me the gover- <laughs> Tennessee shit. government would punish their own? Surely not. Uh, there's 13 seconds left. It's covered, um, that kind of thing. But the rest of your property, big open fields where you might farm or hunt, even if it's fence, even if there are no trespassing signs, that stuff doesn't get protection, at least under, you know, under the federal doctrine. Wow. <laughs> God, they're so evil. Just please, God, free us from them. <laughs> uh, Holy shit, next man. one. Uh, I got a clip here installing cameras. So, um, so I guess the premise is as long as the camera cannot see directly into the house in the state of Tennessee, state officials can go and install cameras on uh, uh, cordoned off private property. Is that check out? That's what it sounded like from what he was explaining. Okay. All right. All right. We'll uh, continue. I mean, but, and also the, the clip I played it seems to make the same case, but in a less direct way. Wow. <laughs> You know what would solve this problem? 
communism. The oh, agents God. were walking past no trespassing signs. How far into the property were they planting these cameras? And I think a lot of people are going to feel like this is just a, you know, completely unconstitutional. What is the, you know, under the, the federal constitution, what was the analysis that allows this? Well, they were walking, you know, several hundred yards into this 135 acre property. So acres and acres in, um, they, they actually installed on Terry's property two cameras. So one was installed about a few hundred yards after the gate. Then the officers continued to drive several hundred more yards down a private road that Terry owns until they reached a second tree, and then they installed another camera in that tree. So what they're relying on, I think, is this federal open fields doctrine. So there's a state statute in Tennessee that says that game wardens can snoop around your property without a warrant to enforce the state's hunting laws. Um, and I think that the, the basis for that statute, the reason Tennessee thinks it's in a, it can adopt a statute like that, is this federal open fields doctrine. And the point of this case is that we want to establish in Tennessee that doctrine doesn't apply. Is there a lot of poaching that goes down in rural Tennessee? How does that work? I mean, just to give the government its due, I know for a fact people I've known have gotten on like Oak Ridge government land and just walked through the woods and shot deer, which is you're not supposed to. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, there is a lot of there's a lot of hunters or something. They got a third arm. I mean, there's a pop. Chest. Well, no, it's just like it's just like you're not supposed to be trespassing on there, let alone hunting. On oh, there oh, but when you do it to them, then, yeah, then it's a problem. I guess that's kind of my point. Yeah, is like, but they have. Yeah. So. Like, if you get caught doing that shit to them, like, <laughs> nothing's going to, like, nothing good is going to happen to you. It's going to be really bad. But if they come on your land and shoot an animal or set up cameras to spy on your property, then or it's like, dog, then you get in trouble. It's like, dude, so it's like, if, dude, if, does, what does that mean? Like, any government property left on the, on the, on your land, if you take it and put it in your gun safe or whatever that guy did, then you get in trouble and get arrested and have, like, a SWAT team come to your house? Like what if a what if some dude in like what if some GI Joe ass motherfucker leaves a Snickers bar in your woods? Like if you pick up that Snickers bar, it's unwrapped and you eat it, are they gonna fucking come pump your stomach and arrest you? Like what the fuck constitutes was that Snicker bar? Was that Snicker bar bought with taxpayer dollar? <laughs> yeah, then I guess it's I government think that, property. That's your, that answers your question. Like Jesus I, Christ. <laughs> okay, where do we leave off here? Uh, right there. <laughs> Uh, finding the camera. This is clip four of five. What was the rationale that said that private property isn't actually completely private actually? when it comes to, you know, an open field? Like, why is the piece of property being an open field no longer afforded the same constitutional rights as the portion of your property that's closer to your home? There's... There's kind of two bases for the open fields doctrine. The original one from a case called Hester in 1924 is that the Fourth Amendment protects persons, houses, papers, and effects, and that open fields don't fall into any of those categories. The second rationale is that open fields um, aren't subject or don't implicate any reasonable expectation of privacy for the property owner. Is there a way that a person could what? make a larger portion of their property more private? Absolutely. I mean, one of the, the ways that Tennessee courts have recognized that you could do that is by fencing your property and actually using it, which is exactly what, what's going on here. Terry has put a gate at the front of his property. He's put up no trespassing signs, and he's actively using the property, not just for living, but for farming and hunting. So tell I'm me how they found bear. these cameras in the first place. 
Well, the way they found them was by stumbling across them on their property. Um, Terry's son was driving through their property. He noticed one camera hanging from a string in a tree um, pointed across a field that actually looked at the back of their tenant's home. And then he kept driving and he noticed a second camera again in a tree. Um, But this wasn't the first time they had seen state officers on their property searching around without a warrant. Damn, they should have just tied the first camera to a bird or something. (laughs) Hanging it from a string? That's amateur hour. Because we know they've been, you know, that's a good lead in, good segue. They have been doing that forever for like since the 70s, apparently. Uh, I got to give a shout out to Billy Bones. Shout out Billy Bones. I'm hoping he calls in tonight. Uh, Because he was the kind of the one, his tweet got me onto this. He quote tweeted some like e-girl doing a birds aren't actually you can play the clip if you want to hear it that's what really i probably should this is what started me down the path um and it was thanks to billy bones quote tweeting it and asking if birds in fact are real or not and uh yeah here you go well there i was judging motherfuckers for thinking that there are cameras in the birds but here i am going through the cia's declassified documents and bitch there there are fucking cameras in the birds so here i am scrolling through and i see what what is that bird camera program all right what is the literal first sentence technical collection team has been formed to demonstrate the operational utility of the avian asset as a part of this effort a new bird camera has been designed which weighs less than the old one and which uses a 16 millimeter film with motion compensation instead of the nine millimeter size so so we we were doing this like way back in the day in 1976 when we were <laughs> I like the, I can't tell if it's a fake Brooklyn type accent or what, but I like the, it goes on, but basically she's scrolling through documents and this led me down the path of actually looking at the CIA.gov website. Um, but that was just from Twitter. Let me just show you some fun stuff I found on Twitter. But I do have some, uh, some interest. We can get to them now or get to them later, but I have some interesting CIA, um, declassified stuff as well as Smithsonian mag and, um, all kinds of you said uh declassified cia stuff eh oh. we can't believe in that we love the spooks <laughs> but uh yeah i mean we um there's there's a lot there so i'll just i'll put most of it's going in the show notes but i definitely like to read over some of it at some point uh, but um i think we should start with where if you look into the birds aren't real thing let's start with where the mainstream would like to tell you it started which in a lot of ways it did this is where birds aren't real became big which was with a guy named Peter, who for some reason his parents changed his name when he was five years old. His name wasn't originally Peter, but uh, we'll get to that. Maybe. 60 minutes. There have always been conspiracy theories. The moon landings were fake. Elvis is alive. Paul is dead. But as disinformation has sprouted across the internet, more malicious conspiracy theories have entered our homes, workplaces and even the halls of congress yeah i need to clarify i guess what again is the difference between dis and misinformation there's there's a there's a specific thought, use for each I one thought right disinformation was intentionally used as propaganda and misinformation could be more innocuous but i might be wrong on that let's look that up sounds sound solid enough uh please continue I'll, I'll play i'll play it and i'll look that up So you might not be surprised to learn that more than a million people have become followers of a conspiracy theory that birds aren't real. That's right. 
The birds you think you see flying in the sky are actually government surveillance drones. Sound insane? It's meant to. The bird's art real movement is thankfully pure satire, intended to mirror some of the absurdity that's taken flight across the country. The story will continue in a moment. Just to uh, clarify, according to Reader's Digest, misinformation contains content that is false, misleading, or taken out of context, but not without, or sorry, but without any intent to deceive. So misinformation can be innocuous. Disinformation is intentional propaganda. Interesting. Okay. According to Reader's Digest. That is Peter McAdoo, the founder of Birds Aren't Real falling over himself to lead a flock of his followers into a... Fr- he walked up that fucking... Tr- <laughs> into his flock. Yeah, flock. We should... We uh, should like uh, a flock of sheep, right? Dude, honestly, if I played this whole 60 minutes through, I'd probably get like 20 rim shots in there just from punt, bad puns there. Yeah. <laughs> but... but uh, he, it, I gotta say, when she says she's, he's falling over himself to get up on top of this band, he literally does it like Eric Andre or something like Alex Stein would do where he's just like... Like he about like, like you can tell he's just fucking off and he like grabs the antenna and almost breaks it and like falls down twice getting on the van. Like either he's drunk or he's goofing off, one of the two. And I think he's goofing off. Is Peter mm. McAdoo, the founder of Birds Aren't Real, falling over himself to lead a flock of his followers into a frenzy on the streets of Hollywood. Birds aren't real. Fortunately, this rally, like most things in Hollywood, is fake. 200 self-described bird truthers all in on the act playfully protested the very serious sound. So it was 200 birth truthers all in on the act. Would we call, could we call them crisis actors? Or, I don't know. I mean, I didn't want to assume, but I activist was musing actors. to my <laughs> activist act. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Because there was no that's crisis clever. there. There was no crisis there. Activist yeah. actors. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's this dude, Peter, Paul, Mary, what the fuck his name is, and like 200 of his closest Instagram buddies. Yeah. I mean, allegedly, legend has it in Minecraft. I say in I Skyrim now. 200 Ooh. self-described bird truthers all in on the act playfully protested the very serious sounding bird drone surveillance crisis. If it flies, if it flies, it spies, like they that. chanted. Then called out the mainstream media's supposed avian agenda. CNN! Accusing CNN of being pro-bird. A few days later, we went along as Peter McIndoo, still in character, somberly explained to us why birds aren't real. So what do bird truthers believe? Every single bird in the sky is a robot. The United States government... Um, basically massacred 12 billion birds, beautiful living birds, uh, using crop-dusting airplanes flying over, over the states um, over the course of 40 years. And as the real birds died, the ro- robotic drones rose. Now we live in a world where there's 12 billion robotic birds watching us every single day. Bird-watching drones? Bird-watching drones? McIndoo kept up the act. I never hear anyone... Uh, asking, hey, why don't our presidents talk? They they uh, tweet on the bird app. 
with their left wing or right wing politics, you know? Um, I think a lot starts to unfold and the matrix starts to shatter uh, the more questions that you ask. The matrix starts to unravel the more questions that you ask. So that's uh, that's 60 minutes. I have more of this. I just kind of want to, you know, maybe somebody's listening to this and they've never, they have never heard of this guy, Peter McAdooey or whatever the fuck. And uh, he is kind of the godfather of this movement. And the, the backstory is, he just one day in Memphis after Trump got elected, just was like, what's the most random thing I can think of and write down on a piece of, on a, on a sign. And I did it and it just randomly became the most viral thing in the world, which is possible. But you'll, as you'll notice, a lot of the stuff I brought, it's like, it's possible all this happened this way, but you stack enough of these examples of weirdness on top of each other. And you're like, something smells about this whole guy and it's this whole thing. Yeah. It sense? smells like bird shit. No. What bird is most suspicious to you? Really every bird. How do you feel about seagulls? Uh, I don't trust them. (laughs) I'll tell you that. Have you ever been to the beach and you got some food left over and a seagull comes over and tries to get it? That's not because it's hungry. You know, the mainstream media wants to sell us this lie that, oh, birds are hungry. Uh, You know, when in fact, the seagulls are taking your food to bring it back to the Pentagon for DNA uh, harvesting and testing. How do you feel about 60 Minutes? I'm surprised you decided to sit here with us. Incorrect. Factually incorrect. That's going to the motherfucking Mormons. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll give you a, I'll give you a ding for that. <laughs> hey, uh, harvesting and testing. How do you feel about 60 Minutes? I'm surprised you've decided to sit here with us. I'm not going to go on news shows, but shows about, you know, clocks and time. I'm okay with sharing um, my information with. And I, I understand this isn't anything like the media, so... Thanks for, thanks for having me on your, on, your, on your clock show. With that, he finally broke character, and we met the real Peter McIndoe. You're the person that I've been hearing about but haven't seen. Okay, great. It was wonderful to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. Welcome to Bird History. McIndoe, the 24-year-old college dropout behind Birds Are oh, like Real, is fortunately nothing like the megaphone-carrying character under the cowboy. You notice how in the 60 Minutes interview they say, like, fortunately, the conspiracy theory is satire. Fortunately. Oh, thank God. God. Thank, thank God there's not people actually believing it. Could you believe how crazy it would be if people actually believed in this? Like, actually? This is why I'm going to get to it further in, but this is why I think this whole thing is a psyop because, like, honestly, if this hadn't got so much attention, I think it's some kind of reverse psychology in that, like, there are a lot of bird drones out there. Like, that's my take on it so far because, like, why are they making this seem like, why would they even have paid this much attention to it and pump it up so big in the media? Just to make it look uh, his, stupid? His, it's like, I don't his, know. Well, I've got some ideas on it. I don't know if I want to spill all of those beans. Yeah, I got some beans. I don't want to spill yet either. So we'll, we'll goggle. Um, but his, his last, I, I actually, I didn't, if I did hear his last name earlier today in a little bit, McAdoo-y? that I was able to. McIndoo. That's a, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's just, I've, it's an interesting last name. And I think it's weird that his parents renamed his ass when he was five years old. I'm like, what kind of spook family does that, dude? But, you know, maybe it's common. <laughs> it's like, who's like raises somebody to have a certain first name? And then when they're 10 five, they're like, we're going to change your name. It's like, what? <laughs> It'd be kind of identity crisis for a five-year-old, I would imagine. But I don't know. Is fortunately nothing like the megaphone carrying character under the cowboy hat. Who will save us? He told us it's all a parody. And it spread to billboards, bumper stickers, and popped up at halftime during the NCAA Men's Basketball National Championship game last month. 
Yeah. So um, just I guess the, the reason I pulled those is just to kind of illustrate that 60 Minutes is really making you sure you know that nobody really believes this. Like, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but nobody really believes this. It's actually all satire and all 200 people that showed up there were in on the joke, which it's like, yeah, that's I'm sure that's honestly 90 percent of it. But well, the, why thank, are they stressing that so hard? Thank goodness it is a joke. I mean, if this was not a joke, we would it would be a direct attack on dem- uh, democracy. Jokes aren't funny. That's what I always say. <laughs> that. McAdoo says more than a million people now call themselves bird truthers. They flock to rallies. Yeah, you know, tying in the nine eleven truther. Which, I don't know, bird truth. Because the truther was always 9-11 as far as, like, my memory of it. And now it's just anything. It's, uh, yeah, uh, QAnon, especially. And it's kind of become The Q people call themselves truthers now? Uh, no. I, I, no. But I think enough people associate the two as being the same. I mean, I've said it before, but it's such, like, um... I, I don't know esoterics the right word, but it's just so like word, the twisting of words to, you know, call something negative, somebody to make them seem crazy. You call them a truther. It's like, well, I, I can, I can yeah. do this in a, on a, in a more uh, innocent way. Uh, there's people that I know that insist on calling stagehands techies. And I have to just, beat into them all the time not physically but verbally i have to keep reminding them that no we're not techies we're stage hands that's two different things and techies makes um, me think of trekkies and i just i think that the whole truthers thing is just a it's another way of it's a it's a slur it's a slur uh not a not a racial slur or a homophobic slur or whatever no those um, are funnier yeah no, i i don't I, my my uh yeah tr- well it's just weird it's like you take something the truth and turn it bad is i guess my weird thing about it it's like how is how is somebody that's a truther like how is that a negative thing but i guess you could call it you could say that about a lot of uh different ad hominem attacks okay so getting closing in on the 60 minutes thing here because the end is where i'm ready i'm ready for you to ring the bell after this that I need some bell ringing for sure. McAdoo says more than a million people now call themselves bird truthers. They flock to no. rallies around Lock. the country. In front of Twitter's headquarters, they demanded the company drop its bird logo. And in St. Louis, McAdoo brazenly burned a cardinal's flag in the shadow of the arch. In an age of outrage, Peter McIndoe is hoping to drown out the chorus of crazy in this country with a little oh. crazy of his own. Birds are real! Birds are real! Everybody knows that that, e- I mean. <laughs> okay, so that's kind of, you get the feel so far of this uh, 60 Minutes thing. Not kind of milk toast, not very boring, but this clip, and I'm hoping you can ring the bell uh, when you hear it, <laughs> is when I my ears perked up in the 60 Minutes interview. It's a very, uh, it's a very, um, it's a, what's the person, not person of interest, but like a human interest story. Yeah. 
That that's the vibe I'm getting from this particular sixty minutes. And Vice News did like a twenty or thirty minute thing on him too. Oh uh, yeah, it gets a real a no, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> See behind <laughs> drives almost, this guy. I almost clipped more of that, but I was like, oh god, it was. Just, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. All right. What's yeah. the purpose of? All- okay, so yeah, get the get the. You'll know. I feel like you'll know exactly when. It's this is a two minute clip. Uh, you'll know when to ring the bell. What's the purpose of all of this? So it's taking this concept of misinformation and almost building a little safe space to come together within it and laugh at it rather than be scared by it and accept the lunacy of it all and be a bird truther for a moment in time when everything's so crazy. The vision was creating something that reflected the absurdity through the eyes of the most confused archetype. People, when they make fun of me, don't realize people also made fun of the Founding Fathers, you know, before they stormed was the, the British gates. And uh, took no, them. that is a good one, though. That that's, that wasn't it, but that is a good one. He he almost compares it to January 6th. You know, before they stormed the, the British gates and took over. <laughs> stormed. Uh, but uh, what you were saying, comparing him to the Founding Fathers? No, no, no. He's, uh, take it back. Okay, let me go back something that reflected the absurdity through the eyes of the most confused archetype people when they make fun of me don't realize people also made fun of the founding fathers you know what's before it's funny about <laughs> there's a, I, I don't know what the laugh tale would be it's like oh, people make fun of the founding fathers um well i mean yeah. I, if anybody to be to defend him and play devil's advocate if anybody deserves laugh tells like a laugh tell pass it's a guy that's allegedly just doing a parody <laughs> am, so like, am i am i the one that's being too harsh is so that, he's is that so what's he's crap he's cracking himself up just to play devil's advocate i would say okay all right uh but he's yes, trolling I, right I, uh, he is a troll yeah allegedly yeah. they stormed the, the british gates and took over the humor is meant to be apolitical McIndoo's co-conspirators claire cronus cameron caskey and connor that wasn't it either but the co-conspirators thing i was like oh nice Mm-hmm. That but no, you, I'm nice, telling you, uh, it's it's a connection. You'll when the connection comes, you'll know it. You'll like slam that bell. I feel like, but there is a lot in here to to deconstruct. <laughs> so if you want me to pause it again, let me know. There's Claire Cronus, Cameron Caskey, and Connor Gatos say it's become an outlet for a generation that's been surrounded by conspiracy theories. It's an opportunity for I think our generation to laugh, to make fun, to kind of be like, look, here's like a laundry list of things that haven't come true. You've been lying to us, so we're gonna lie to you back and we're gonna do it in a way that really is funny. Is there any danger of adding to the noise? Always. We wanna make sure we're not using language that actually harmful and hateful conspiracy theories use to target people. Cameron Caskey would know. Well, I've been targeted, doxxed, and harassed by QAnon before. We're the mass shooting generation. We first met Kasky in 2018 after he survived the horrific shooting at his Parkland, Florida high school where 14 classmates and three teachers were murdered. Welcome to the revolution. He's a Parkland motherfucker, dude. He's David Hogg's buddy. Bro, when I saw, when I was, I got like, you know, 10 minutes into the 60 minutes piece and they dropped that hammer on me and I'm like, holy shit. This kid, oh, Cameron Caskey, is David Hoggs. He's a founder of the March for Our Lives with David wow. Hogg. And he's he's like the number two in command at the birds aren't real thing. When I saw that, I was like, okay, wait a minute. And so I lo- started looking into this guy. 
Well, I'll, I'll finish out the clip. The harmful and hateful conspiracy theories use to target people. Cameron Kasky would know. Well, I've been targeted, doxxed, and harassed by QAnon before. We're the mass shooting generation. We first met Kasky in 2018 after he survived the horrific shooting at his Parkland, Florida high wow. school where 14 classmates and three teachers were murdered. Welcome to the revolution. Kasky helped create March for Our Lives, an organization that calls for stronger gun laws. My friends and I were called crisis actors, and, you know, I kind of had this strange perspective on conspiracy theories because the Internet was telling me that my father and grandfather were child traffickers uh, because they're adoption lawyers. Isn't there part of this that's just saying simply, look at all these conspiracy theories, they're ridiculous, and we're going to be ridiculous so you understand that this is ridiculous? That's the idea. Fighting lunacy with lunacy. Fighting lunacy with lunacy, yeah. So this Cameron Kasky guy, man. Isn't that crazy? I was like, that dude, <laughs> it's everything... A, it's, a, it's a very small world. Yeah, the everything clicked world. for me. Dude, everything clicked for me when I saw that. I was like, oh my God, he, him and Gonzalez, that shaved head chick, and then David Hogg were like the main three people. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this is the guy behind Birds Aren't Real? Like the number two guy, he's like doing like a bunch of website stuff, and he's out there like in the documentaries hanging out with the main, the main guy, Peter. Guess where he was born, if you had to guess a city. Uh, Boulder, Colorado. Not quite that good. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But no. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Hollywood. Hollywood, California. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, then they already said that uh, everything in Hollywood is fake and made up, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so just looking at his Wikipedia, Cameron Kasky, born November 11th, 2000, is an American activist and advocate against gun violence. So it's all about his thing. Nothing on here that I could see had anything to do with birds aren't real. It's all about his gun control thing and March for our, for our lives. Can you drop that link in the, uh, I'm not sure how to spell his name. It's yeah, it's weird. It's in the, it's in the chat. Abs in uh, a six yeah. pack, hashtag abs in a six pack, courtesy of Servo. Thank you, Servo. Yeah, make sure you tune in live at podtard.com. Get all of the hottest spook, psyop, birds are faking gay action that you could shake your pecker at. So anyway, this Cameron Kasky guy is born in Hollywood. There's nothing that much too crazy about him other than he's part of March for Our Lives. But then it turns out, like he mentioned it in the thing, like you remember in the 60 Minutes clip I had where he's like, my dad and my uncle uh, have been accused of being child traffickers because they Because work. they're... They uh, adoption for, lawyers. Yeah. And it turns out this guy has been sued for like kids getting, you know, bad things happening to him in his uh, adoption agencies. He also sued. <laughs> he also uh, sued the Hilton over a pillow dispute. Um, oh, classy. Yeah. I think it turns out they actually did kind of fuck him over. But uh, it's just a funny lawsuit, but I'll drop that in the chat anyways. Anyway. Um, oh, and. Um, well. You know, we don't like uh, this is this is just uh, for the record and nothing else. Um, Cameron Kasky and his father are uh, both uh, of Jewish descent. Oh, you're Jewish, right? Jewish rock! I love Jews. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything other than that they're lizards. Well, no, I, I was looking at the uh, at the wiki and I saw one reference for. 
the information on him being Jewish, but then three for being queer. So is he more yes. queer than Jew? He's 75% queer, 25% Jew, which I always, I've never, you know what? Yeah, I am Jewish. I am. I don't even know what queer means compared to what it used to mean. It's like, I've had girls tell me they're queer. It's like, I'm queer, like talking to somebody like just that you meet in a friend group. And then you're like, Oh, they say they're queer. And I'm like, what does that mean exactly? As opposed to lesbian or gay. I don't really even know. So when people tell me that, I go, yeah. But when they say it three times, like this kid, I really believe it. Have we learned nothing, my gay brothers? Have we learned nothing? I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. I'm gay. (laughs) Because the time is coming. It is coming. That's what I meant to play. It is coming. All right. Um. All right. Well, I have. I have a. I have a CNN. You like CNN? This is like CNN twelve. 13 years ago. Uh, uh, you know what CNN does to me? Is that spray going to turn the freaking moths gay? Oh, no, yeah. I'm going to get gay for <laughs> CNN. <laughs> Whoa. I've been drinking beer. Beer, 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 beer. Bourbon, technically. Drinking on bourbon. I'm drinking on. Uh, it's a it's a coffee and bourbon. I'm drinking on some pussy shit. I'm drinking on a, you know, that Simply Lemonade brand. <laughs> You're drinking shit from a pussy. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I do that. I do that after midnight. Um, oh, I've been goodness. drinking. I've been drinking simply spiked lemonade. I like that brand oh, of lemonade. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. pretty good. It's all right. I got the strawberry yeah. one. You know, tall yeah. boy. It's not bad. Nice it's an easy ride. drink. Yeah. It's got easy cane drink sugar for an in easy it. night. Supposedly, easy guys. Oh, all right, here we go. The real shit. Yeah, it's not that corn syrup bullshit. <laughs> All right, so this, this is what is happened. Crack cocaine. Yes, that's actually uh, what I meant, dude. <laughs> you got you don't have any crack on you, do you? About to we'll get this Not party yet. going. All right, damn. <laughs> get my hopes up there and shit. Fuck. All right, here we go. This is uh, <laughs> this is when when the robot birds' batteries die. This is what happens. This is from CNN like twelve years ago. It's the kind of bird's eye view you don't want to see. This is like uh, beyond nuts. Birds are falling out the sky dead. Four to five thousand dead birds in BB, Arkansas. It was horrible. You could not even get down the road without running over hundreds. But at least they were on the road. Not raining onto windshields like the falling frogs in the movie Magnolia. What the dead blackbirds brought out of the woodwork were oddball theories. Run, the end is near. Listen to me right now. If you have a gun, load that son of up. There were conspiracy theories involving government testing and airplanes spraying bad stuff. A flock of these birds got oh, a direct yeah, blast stuff. of the chemtrails. Magnetics, you know, the Earth's magnetic field. But they could have got a hold of some bad food. Like, they could have flew. Could have been a crackhead. Got a hold of the wrong stuff. Flew in and was like, hey, let's eat this food. Everyone kept saying it was like a Hitchcock film. But in Hitchcock's film, the birds weren't dying, the people were. Whoa. Arkansas bird flap caused some to raise the specter of religious retribution. Jesus is coming and he's Get ready. (laughs) That's a good ISO. Well, you can't, well, I guess you can't get ready. And then, to make matters worse, another dead bird story started winging its way around the web. 
Websites like Rapture Watch spread a similar story from South America. Las causas son desconocidas. This is too much of a coincidence for uh, dead birds to be falling out of the sky in Argentina. Except the birds actually washed up on beaches, dead from starvation back in July. Autopsies Monday on the Arkansas blackbirds pointed to massive trauma. A lot of trauma in the breast tissue, there were blood clots in the body cavity. The prevailing official theory is that New Year's Eve fireworks or thunder startled the huge flock. It'd be very easy for them to fly into each other, fly into a tree, into a house. Skeptics scoff at that. <laughs> for now, the ones who really know what happened aren't talking. From the survivors, not a peep. Ginny, <laughs> CNN. It's kind of weird to me, you know, it's kind of weird. New York. Oh my God. Just give me the news and get the out of here that's um jesus <laughs> i feel like since they mentioned pigeons in that report i gotta play some pigeon isos and uh, uh norm mcdonald yeah and nice um yeah i'm sorry i i'm just in a horrible mood i smoked a ton of crack last night and as usual now i feel like shit and now we're <laughs> full circle with the crack reference so it worked out <laughs> thank god um, but yeah, worried. no. I guess my general theory is if the birds are mostly drones, then if they just die like that, it's like they didn't get enough, they didn't stand on a power cable long enough to recharge. That's the idea, well, right? I I did uh, consult with somebody today. I actually talked to Lightbright about this. I was telling her uh, about the topic, and uh, I asked uh, I asked her if she had any input on birds being uh, birds aren't real, and uh, she didn't know about them not being real, but she does think that they're basically, or not even basically, that they are robots. And just based off of their bird brain and behaviors, and they just have one mode, bird mode. Bird mode. Hell yeah. Well, uh, I don't know and if you... Oh, sorry. Can I, yeah, go ahead. Can I, um... I have a, uh... I didn't think to pull it up yet, but I can get it. Um... I do have a video here clip of uh, Game Grumps, and they end up discussing birds aren't real on one of their episodes. And I think it highlights, see, this is something that two people that are kind of hip on, uh, you know, getting out there and learning cool shit and sort of scandalous shit that goes down and trying your best to stay informed. Um, and then there's people that see this and they hear allegedly that people are uh into it and they go fucking bonkers over it. like oh my god that's a good what... tim allen uh-huh. <laughs> that last bit. people actually believe that uh-huh. uh ah here we go sorry i had to go back through my history um so i they get into it fairly quickly prolonging this bullshit worse than prolonging you're giving it yet another chance to lose and then start over oh! Case in you can't move when you're in the air you can't go left and right <laughs> so take that birds <laughs> birds aren't real yeah that was chemically man-made like the Incredible Hulk. Oh, they're drones. They're surveillance drones. Do you remember that from the state? 
After 9-11, the last bird died, and then they finally replaced them with the government drones. And that is not how the alleged conspiracy goes. In the 70s, they swapped out all the birds. Now, when they were talking about this, does this predate the, the 2016 pop-up of Birds Aren't Real getting on the map by this PSYOP guy? I will uh, see, because it's a clip then, in a video uh, one year ago. Okay, so the Birds Aren't Real was already kind of a meme. I was just curious. So I was like, dude, if this thing originated from Game Grumps, I'm going to laugh my ass off. <laughs> no. Uh, I don't have a... I don't see a specific date, so probably... Oh, October 14th, 2021. Okay, yeah. So Birds Aren't Real was already kind of viral. Uh, yeah. It was popular. It, it was mainstream, man. Yeah. Call that viral, right? You know, honestly... Obviously, that's stupid, but like, not miles above the stupider conspiracy theories that are out there. <laughs> Can you believe people actually believe this shit? And accepted by great numbers of people. It's not a conspiracy theory, it's real. What, that birds perished in 9 11? Yeah, no, not in 9 11, just afterwards. It's the Patriot oh. Act. It's just a better way to surveil. The United States Pew. Do you read anything? Aaron, can you concentrate more on catching rings and a little less on fucking <laughs> making up random shit as you go along? I'm not making it up. And you didn't hit him. This is to dunk on conspiracy theorists. Aaron Hansen uses the Patriot Act as the punchline to a joke about birds aren't being real because they all got swapped out during 9-11. That's what the Patriot Act is really about. It's yeah, a real thing. Go to birdsaren'treal.com. Please. God damn it. Please don't let that be a real thing. It is. Is it? Do I? If this is a real thing, I'm going to throw this phone out the window. Birds aren't real. <sighs> Dot com. <laughs> it auto-finished. So. Oh my god. Oh my god, no. No. What? They sell shirts that say if it flies, it spies. Looks like no. you're finally opening your eyes, Dan. No! No, this is stupid! <laughs> <laughs> this is so stupid! You're fucking Oh god! And you are a loser. And, and that's another successful dunk on some fucking loser conspiracy theorist. It's a job well done. All, yeah. all in a day's pay. It felt like they needed something to outdo Flat Earth, or at least come up to par with it. Yep. Because it's like, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I've seen dead birds. They smell bad. So if they're all robots, they got biological androids that are working like with functioning organs, which is possible. And I actually do... Um, well, yeah, I don't want to blow my whole wad. What do you got? Um, there was that. Uh, I also have a uh, Howard Stern interview where he's talking to uh, Peter. Yep. yep. Um, uh, is that one that you clipped by chance? Uh, I watched it. I didn't clip it, but um, there is some interesting stuff in there for sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, he really gets into talking about how he's this character uh, who, coincidentally enough, 
spreads fake information and sells t-shirts about it and people praise him for it. Hmm. Hmm. This guy's on the phone, Peter, the birds aren't real guy. Have you heard about this? Birds aren't real. Can you hear about is, this? This is from last year. So he was on the circuit. You know, this is 10 months ago, February. Uh, he was on everybody's lips. He mm. started a movement called Birds Aren't Real. The movement, you'll love this, Robin, is based on the conspiracy theory that the United States government killed and replaced 12 billion birds with robot spy drones. <laughs> oh, my God. There were so many weird, almost the same reaction as Dan. Fucking conspiracy <laughs> theories. Oh my he God. thought it'd be funny to go in there with a big sign that says birds aren't real. Because what were the kind of signs you were seeing? Oh, I mean, the signs were nuts. There's these people out post-election, out in the streets, the chaotic time. Everyone's feeling the madness pretty hardcore. It was just a lot of, like, kind of hateful rhetoric being spread. It's so uh, funny to go to a conspiracy theory rally, mm -hmm. and then once you hold up a sign that says birds aren't real, it reduces the whole thing to chaos. It's like, it's just so absurd. <laughs> because these losers are retards. Now, if I could, if I could jump in here, this... He said in all these interviews so far, 60 Minutes, Vice, Howard's turn, that, oh, it all came about, and this is what the 60 Minutes people say. It's like, oh, he... He just like thought of the most absurd thing he could and wrote it on a sign and it just it grew organically from there and it was all his idea, blah, 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 right? It's all his idea. This He started it. He's the starter of the movement, right? Mm -hmm. Well, let's just jump back to what was in the intro. Uh, the original, I think it was Channel 8 interview he did. And this morning we are joined by one of the messengers of the movement. Peter McIndoe is here to tell us how this all came about. We want to emphasize you were not the founder. No, no. Wow. So how did you become aware of it? What is the message of the movement? So you're not the founder, but what's the message of the movement? And by the way, every other news outlet from then on, because this was a little bit before he blew up, is saying like, oh, this is like this weird backstory of how he came up with it all by himself. And and this is exactly what he goes on to say when uh, at the top of the interview. My master, sound on the grave, bids thee welcome. <laughs> you, you know what's weird? And I almost, I should have clipped it. I didn't even... I guess I could find the YouTube, but I'll just I'll just paraphrase it. But what the most interesting part that I didn't even consider until now, but looking back on the 60 Minutes interview is after they say, like, they give this long backstory of how he did it. They have three of his friends. They're all girls sitting there being interviewed for like a, couple, a minute or two about like, I just couldn't believe it. And they say it like so many times, so different ways, I, how he came up with it all the, off the top of his head. It was completely improvised. Yeah. He, and they just stress that point to kingdom come, which is like that's protest too much a little bit, in my opinion. Mm, you got to bury it. You got to make sure that little meme seed gets planted. Yeah. Make make sure it's surrounded by fertile soil. <laughs> a mushy brain. <laughs> Do you know who... Da I don't even know. He's a rapper, I guess. Daylit or Daylight? D-A-Y-L-Y-T? I am not... I uh, No, I am not familiar. I don't know much about him, but this is him um, just being on this long-form interview, and at some point this comes up. All I'm saying, dog... I ain't never seen a baby pigeon. No, for real, bro. Have you seen a baby pigeon? I was thinking about that. Pigeons <laughs> don't fly. They like they like lazy birds. They barely fly. Like I never seen a baby pigeon. I was just thinking about like what if what if rats like because you know rats like didn't exist. Like they were like created by Columbus on some shit. Rats didn't exist. They were like <laughs> created by Columbus. I love this guy. And like 
I was thinking about like, why is there, like, what if roaches, dog? Like roaches are only in the hood. Like they're nowhere else in the world. Only in the hood. I've never seen a roach in Calabasas. Their roaches are. And I've left food out and everything. Roaches are only in the hood. They're nowhere else. Like nowhere in the whole world. Then you get the big Madagascar ones. Okay, that's cool. But I'm talking about the, you know, the Joe's apartment ones. The, <laughs> hey, Joe, them ones. Yep. They are only in the hood, dog. Why? Why is all this shit? Dog? I, I don't know, man. Bro, like, I, I and then you wonder, you be wondering, like, damn, how the police find out where the drugs at? Nigga. Bro, bro. It's the robot roaches. Bro, the surveillance I, I, roaches. Like, I don't, and that's, this is a whole thing mm-hmm. with becoming conscious. Like, you could go crazy, like, thinking about all this shit. Oh, yeah. So you got to, like, step out the box sometimes. But sometimes I sit back and I think about all this shit. Like, yo, like, dog, like, yo, it's, it, it would be nothing for them to do that. You feel me? Like, and people were like, well, they don't got that type of technology. How, bro? They, we got, they definitely have We got technology. cell phones, dog. Like I, could, like, like, I could go live and you could see me through the phone, magically through the air in Russia. Like, how is it possible, bro? How does Wi-Fi work? Don't tell me they don't got that type of power, bro. <laughs> what are Whoa. magnets? That was transcendent. Yeah, fucking magnets, how do they work? That's exactly where my brain went to, dude. ICP. <laughs> Juggalo gang for life. You know what I'm saying. Whoop whoop. Uh, but yeah, I I liked a lot of what that guy was saying. But like he like the like rats didn't exist until Columbus thing fucking cracked me up. But, well, see, we don't like Columbus, so that one is permissible. Mm-mm. Good point. But he brought up mm-hmm. the um the birds and the rats and the roaches, and uh, I think. To uh, supplement is a one-two punch here. I'm going to put bring in. This is from the Smithsonian's YouTube page, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum in DC. This is their YouTube page entitled "Spy Devices of the CIA." Ah, uh, classic. Marty, this is Rob Beyer. He's in charge of the CIA museum. Rob, how can we get a closer look at something without getting people closer to it? So the great thing about our Directorate of Science and Technology is that they have turned to the world of nature. By the way, this guy talking sounds exactly like Mark Proch. Do you know who Mark Proch is? Uh, I do not. He got me again. Okay, he's he's like an adult. He's in a ton of Adult Swim shows. He's in Better Call Saul and stuff. But he sounds exactly like this. He was in the Smart Pipe commercial. And this is like... It's, <laughs> It's like a dead ringer. Anyway. So the great thing about our Directorate of Science and Technology is that they have turned to the world of nature in order to find ways in which to get and collect that information in very unique ways. Behind me, you see quite a few different ways they've done that over the years. Putting a camera on a pigeon, using robofish to collect water samples, or in one case, using a rat Yes, there's a rat in there as a dead drop. That's something that a case officer uses to communicate with his agent or her agent in the field to pass information back and forth because a case officer and an agent don't want to be seen in the same place together or that agent might have a short lifespan. What about drones? Pause you for all... a sec, that. By the way, that was our, uh, that was our native ad for uh, Nick the Rat who will be live in less than an hour in the dark sewer. Yeah, find out the message that we left with Nick when you pull it out of his asshole. Oh! <laughs> it's tightly, tightly, tightly. I, I always lose co-hosts. Co-host. They always uh, <laughs> vanish. 
there's nothing there's nothing quite as inconspicuous as uh, walking down the street picking up a dead rat (laughs) dude and they have a video going along with it too it's great it's like this black it turns is this is from the smithsonian it's like oh yeah and a dead drop and there's like this black and white thing and they make a drop and it's so stupid or that agent might have a short lifespan what about drones do you all use drones in your line of work in the 70s they were experimenting with a very uh, interesting way of trying to get audio information uh, from different places and so they came up with the idea for something called the insectothopter and the insectothopter was a small little micro drone basically using a bug to bug someone else (laughs) wow so it's not just collecting photographs like we do with our personal drones there's other information you can collect with a drone you can use the full spectrum of video audio there's so much information that one can gather and so in this instance with the insectothopter that was just audio that they were trying to uh to gather awesome this is great information we need to get this back to our junior agents of stem okay let's go why did that like everything about that sound like the Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego video game from the 1994 <laughs> fucking Windows computer or something? Everything about that was like what in the hell? But anyways, um yeah, that's from the Smithsonian YouTube page and I like that they the insectothopter or whatever <laughs> was like dude, they they have dragonflies that you can that are live dragonflies. Like alive but they put they genetically modify them and put neurons in their brain and can control their, where they go and put cameras on them. So they basically, with technology, zombie hijack the nervous system of a dragonfly. Have you seen this? Well, thankfully, nobody ever got the, the wherewithal to ever inject, or I, I should say modify mosquitoes to infect people with new kinds of diseases. Uh, they only released like 600 million of those in Florida. It'll never make it up here. Yeah. It's fine. This is uh <laughs> This is from BBC Clip. A real dragonfly it's dragonfly. Yeah, I, I guess I should read it while it's going. A real dragonfly has been turned into a living drone. The dragonfly system is a cybernetic flight system used to guide the flight of actual living dragonflies. Dragonflies are amazing Actually. flyers. They can reach speeds up to 30 miles per hour, accelerations up to 9 Gs. They're found all over the world, and some are even known to cross continents. So the dragonfly has special neurons called steering neurons. And these are the neurons that we actually want to communicate with in order to guide its flight, left, right, up, or down. The dragonfly steering neurons are genetically modified so they become responsive to light. This thing, this thing looks like it has a mecha suit. It looks like a dragonfly wearing a mecha suit flying around, but it's like a real dragonfly. It's crazy. I don't I know what it is to, com- to, to complain about. Honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it looks like a fucking transformer. It's like Bumblebee or some shit. Uh, and, and yeah, and this is just showing how it flies. And. Uh, team has hopes for the future so they're flying and they're steering it but like dude like i don't know i know it's an insect but what's the ethical concerns like would you do that to like a mammal uh yeah <laughs> kind of question is that <laughs> am but, I like position, where do we where do we draw the line in, in a person uh, like are, are you are you asking yeah what where do we draw the line <laughs> 
What, what's Are a Mediterranean candidate? I do, you know? but also if they can connect these motherfuckers to 5G and Wi-Fi, then you could have an arm like one person fucks up and you got an arm of the closest million dragonflies swarming at you. Hell yeah, man! With little tasers attached, but they're real yeah. dragonflies. That dragonfly wouldn't have done that to me. The great insect wars. You'll dude, have fucking. Why don't they use this on spiders? Of, uh, <laughs> who's to say they haven't? Who's Let, they? Well, I'm saying use it on spiders <laughs> and make all the spiders not be in my house. Like that would be a good use for it. Oh, um, you put it yeah, on the spider and the spider just leaves the house. But spiders also help keep other bugs away. So I don't know. Kind of want half a dozen the other. Well, just put it on all bugs and keep all the bugs out of my house. Roly polies, um, I like roly polies, but not in the house. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm infested with dung beetles up in this motherfucker. Oh, hmm. Tasty. What else is a crazy bug? Ladybugs. Yeah. Yeah. Dude bugs. Uh, bees. Especially carpenter bees. Hmm. Dude, I need to get some carpenter bees to build me a deck. <laughs> I need some carpenter bees to get in my deck. Uh, let's stay on insect drones here for a minute. This is from Motherboard, the uh, one of the offshoots of Vice News. Insects are some of the natural world's greatest marvels of design. Their fast, agile movements allow them to navigate through dynamic and unpredictable environments. That's why roboticists have long tried to mimic shapes and motions found in the insect world. From bees to flies to cockroaches and even fleas, over the last few years, these bug machines have evolved beyond a clunky proof of concept. Armed with sensors and tiny cameras, this new wave of insectile robots could, in theory, pollinate crops or help with complex search and rescue missions. But let's be real, flies are already annoying enough, and that's without the ability to monitor our every move. Robot insects have a lot of exciting potential applications, but in the age of digital Big Brother, you always gotta ask, will this tech eventually spy on me or kill me? <laughs> what you doing over there? See, this is where I get confused. Am I am I in the camp of the birds aren't real, or is the Earth fucking flat towards this? <laughs> I don't know right. which one to do now. <laughs> it's a it's a toss up. It's, it is a toss up, is and it, it's a real conundrum. Is this a conspiracy that I can believe in and still be a part of the solution, or is this a conspiracy that I believe in and it's going to make me seem like some lunatic, and then there's going to be some other lunatic who's going to be attacking me with their lunacy? Ah, so it's just so crazy. See, I think, I think the bird. Yeah, I mean, if they can get everybody to believe that there's no way birds are spying on you, then it'll be. Anytime somebody's like, you know, they have insect drones, insect drones, right? It'll be like that's crazy. Yeah, I would concur with that wholeheartedly. Yeah, absolutely. That's so tiny. It's so tiny. You sound so crazy. Oh, my God. Oh, it's, she's talking. It's so tiny. She's talking about this little tiny little robot fly this guy has. That's so tiny. A little robot fly right tiny. here. You can see that um, it's actually got two little um, two little wings, just like an actual insect. And at the top up here, there's a tiny solar cell. Vikram Iyer is an electrical engineer at the University of Washington and a central part of the team who created RoboFly. 
The tiny robot is part of a new generation of mechanical insects, fluttering and crawling out of labs around the world. Like Harvard's famous RoboBee, a flapping robot with a 3-centimeter wingspan that can hover and perform controlled flight movements. One of the big challenges there is that these um you know these robots are so small that they can't carry a battery. Even the smallest like coin cell or watch battery um is, you know, many times heavier than than the whole robot itself. And and, and these batteries can't store very much energy. And so what we did in this work was develop a method to wirelessly transfer power to them actually using a laser. Robofly was a revolutionary step in the world of insectile robotics because it finally cut the cord with its power source, making it the first functional wireless robotic insect. The autonomous robot is powered by a laser beam that activates a miniature onboard circuit which then sends energy to flutter its tiny wings. We actually have a setup over here uh that um that has a, a set of motion capture cameras that allows us to track very precisely exactly where the robot is moving. Yeah, see, I don't like any of that, man. That's mm. and and the fact that they they don't even need to recharge. We had a we had a uh, an expert uh, in, insect drone expert online. Oh, very exciting! Caller, turn down your radio. Hey, I just turn I turn it off. I turn. It off. <laughs> What's going on, caller? Hey, uh, you know, I was looking through uh, popular science. Uh, today just about this kind of thing believe it or not and uh, I I came across some uh, yeah came across a DARPA program from the 1940s where they were putting uh, microprocessors inside the pupae of moths or caterpillars so that the muscles in the tissues would grow around them as they turned into butterflies or moths Yes, I think that's how, how the Mothman comes. <laughs> uh, yeah, can you put a? You're in the. I see in the abs in a six pack chat. Can you give us a link to that? Yeah, I'll put it in there. Hell yeah! And then there's another one uh, where they're also talking about what that I'll put in there too about uh, using insects as drones. And uh, it's interesting because the last phrase it says here. Um. Says Wood visualizes an even more diverse array for robo bees and micro drones, and that uh, for not only helping out in disasters as monitoring systems, but also, of course, for uh, pollinating plants. So they're using these robot bees to fly around and, you know, in disasters to monitor traffic and people, basically insects that are watching you at all times so yeah, i'll put that I, I, in, the, in the in the chat too i did catch their reference of uh using using the insects in complex search and rescues like missing people yeah, there you go in yeah. expansive uh woods perhaps it's interesting mm. uh but of course i the the whole robot bees i mean the easiest pop cultural call out to that's that um oh god netflix show can't even think yeah. of the name of it. Uh, oh, May yeah. versus B with Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> not the bees. Not Man the bees. bees. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's Mr. Bean fighting a bee for eight straight episodes in a house. What is that? What is that? Oh, no, not the bees. Not the bees. Ah! Mm. 
<laughs> yeah, so... Uh, What's you know, your general I, take, I, I Sir West? This is Sir West, by the way. It'd be a bourbon and boulder dash on the line. Oh, just got uh, got his uh, got his butt up and working. I heard very exciting. Congrats, uh, congratulations! Yeah, I'm trying. <clears throat> we'll see. <laughs> so, what's Is my take the... on all this? What's your take on birds aren't real? First of all, I I think it's hilarious. I think the guy that's running the whole thing. Uh, is is funny. He's obviously LARPing, he but he kind of saw it as an opportunity to 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 take it to somewhere else. Uh, and I think the the people that follow him and stuff like that, I think it's just hilarious. But it it does point out that we're very suspicious, and we should be suspicious. I think being suspicious is is the right way, especially considering all the things that we already know about our government and the things that get leaked out. Uh, we should be suspicious. And this this is something I remember years ago, I was talking to someone in the military who I was talking to him about how much I love my Garmin GPS. This is before GPSs were on everything. And I take it hiking with me. And he says, oh, well, how accurate is that? And I said, I don't know, like to 10 feet. And he's like, the one they give us is like within inches. So knowing that whatever we have as consumers, as civilians, they have something that is far superior so the fact that there are bird drones or insect drones that watch us that they could spy on us with doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities and to extrapolate all the birds went extinct and replaced with (laughs) robot (laughs) birds no i don't (laughs) that's what i was kind of saying is they would have to uh they would have to have biological androids because they have organs that smell bad and they still carry disease um, I but, yeah. I just I'm not sold on this whole op being altruistic. Unfortunately, it is funny. Uh, if you st- I guess if you disconnect from it, I I do see and appreciate the humor. But again, I just it, it's it's only something that can be used for uh, the people that want to dunk on so called conspiracy theorists. It just allows them to clap themselves on the back. Hurt <laughs> dirt to do. I mean, when Solid when I found out about case. when I came across <laughs> when I came across that Parkland connection, I, that's when I was like, okay, yeah, that's and you know, it's it's very performative. Yeah. It is very very performative. Oh yeah, it's funny yeah. as fuck yes, though. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's hilarious. funny enough. I'm a, I do. And I got another synchronicity for you. I am actually wearing my IATSE local thirty three T shirt, which uh, which is the Hollywood stagehand union. Oh, very good. Very nice. Just another bell. Just a small, some, uh, yeah, little coincidence. There you go. Local 33. There you go. Now, <laughs> I, I was going to say, Sir West, you said the, um, you said your GPS was within 10 feet. That guy's was within inches and he, cause he had the better shit. But like, if you were talking to a guy that had something that accurate within inches, there's something a hundred times better than that. Right. So it's like, the, it, oh yeah, well, the, the most secret technology is the like military. the people. Yeah, yeah, like nobody almost knows about that. Yeah, so exactly. it's like and so I mean I don't think exponential. it's outside of the realm of possibilities. You know, like they never created biological drones, if you will. It just I don't think it's as widespread and and used in to peep through my window. You know, while I'm showering, I don't think it. You know, so I think it's I think it's you know used in international ways. 
there was something that the CIA was messing around with in the 60s and 70s, but it was like a big bird type thing, and they tried to make that. it like nuclear. Yeah, yeah this is from Smithsonian powered. Magazine. The CIA's most highly trained spies weren't even human. They were training mm-hmm. birds, and then also the um, bird-shaped airplane drone. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 1960 CIA drone project predecessors predecessor to NASA. It was to spy on the communists, and it looks pretty. You know, it looks pretty rudimentary. But then you start looking at yeah. um, like okay, and those are still supposedly stored in Area 51. They were officially it's declassified. Those yep. bird-shaped drones moved to Area 51. But then the CIA was literally training. Uh, <laughs> birds like they, it's not like they didn't just make fake birds they also trained birds this is from smithsonian Let's, magazine oh god <laughs> like homing pigeons yeah which birds can be trained but it is kind of like okay. if it why would you spend all the time training these dumbass stupid ass fucking birds if you could just way more easily make a robot bird is the question yeah i guess that program never got off the ground <laughs> I guess that, yeah, you're right. Birds are all 100% real. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Let's, I, yeah. I just. So, I, yeah, I, go ahead. The, uh, the hilarity of it to me is an intelligence agency most likely utilized Nazi tactics funded by American taxpayers in order to train pigeons to spy on commies. None of your f-ing business. That's where I was. <laughs> this is the best time to use oh. my pigeon isos. <laughs> Are they all? No, this is Norm Macdonald playing the character Pigeon on Mike Tyson. Oh. <laughs> um, well, that's all I got. I, I I don't know anything else other than like we could talk about alternates, but that's that's make believe too. Doppelgangers. Yeah. Well, thanks, that's Sir a, that's West. A fun topic um, as well. I hope yeah. everybody will check out Beer Bourbon and Boulder Dash. Yeah, me too. Especially now that it's live. Yeah, I got some kinks to work out, but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we'll be able to do it maybe this week, if not this week, next week, and make sure I'm not stepping on anyone's live show toes, of course. Don't want to do that. Nice. Uh, Bemrose has got that uh, schedule on the uh, No Agenda Nuts and Bolts. I'll find it for you. It's cool. Thank complete. you so much. Yeah, yeah. and if and you Lavish, if you ever for Lavish some reason another one too actually. Yeah, I was gonna Sorry. say if, if for some reason you can't use the no agenda streams all booked up and you want to just test your stream or just stream a show, you can always use mine. Just let me know. Awesome. Well, thank you guys, and uh, have a good evening. Take care. I love you guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. This is lit, 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 lit. Oh, for God's sakes, I've had to go to the bathroom for 20 minutes. Oh, no, I can't hold it any longer. Oh, God, I can't hold it. I have to go so bad. I can't. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. I can shit wherever I want. All right. So that- <laughs> this is crack. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's article after article, and I'm going to put some more in. The, the, but the reading room on CIA.gov has, like, a bunch of shit, including the one that um, TikTok girl was talking about. And then, like, a lot more. There's bird camera development and pages and pages of it. Um, and they have... It's mostly, like, what they show you is, like, oh, this thing could turn its head and it was, like, a stationary bird, you know, that you'd set up. But if they were doing that in the 70s, it's, like, you'd think if there was any kind of... You'd think they would improve the technology at some point. Right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, on, on a long enough timeline, anything can improve. Do you want to play the YouTube video? Or do you, I haven't actually watched this, but on the CIA.gov, there's uh, the debrief behind the artifact spy pigeon. It's from the CIA's website. It's got an embedded YouTube. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good. The pigeon camera is one of our older artifacts where parts of the mission are actually still classified. But what I oh, well, that told me all I need to know right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, parts it is still still in development. Parts of it are still classified. Yeah. Older artifacts where parts of the mission are actually still classified. But what I can tell you a actually, little about is why we chose this animal and how it was deployed. The debrief behind the artifact. The CIA can learn a lot from reconnaissance photography. And with planes like the U-2 and the A-12 and satellites like Corona in the sky, the CIA had a window into a whole new world of intelligence. But unfortunately, those planes are taking photographs from incredible heights. So if we wanted to get into a target area with more detail, the CIA was going to have to get creative and return to the animal kingdom again. CIA's Office of Research and Development created a camera small and light enough to be carried. Yeah, by. how is that creative? The CIA was going to have to stop inventing new shit and then just rip it off something that happens in nature. We're going to have to go back to our roots. We're going to have to get creative and plagiarize this. Animal Kingdom again. <laughs> CIA's Office of Research and Development created a camera small and light enough to be carried by a pigeon. With the camera attached to its breast, the pigeon would fly over a target area on its return home. With the pigeon being a common species, it was able to conceal itself as an intelligence collection platform among thousands of other birds. Pigeon imagery is taken from hundreds of feet above the target, whereas planes like the A-12 and the U-2 were taking photographs from tens of thousands of feet, and satellites like Corona were miles above the target. The pigeon camera allowed the CIA to have a much more detailed view of what was going on in an area. The camera could begin taking pictures immediately upon release, or it could have a preset delay. The camera took a series of images at a set interval, and there was actually a small battery-operated motor that advanced the film and cocked the shutter. There you go. Straight from the CIA's website, CIA.gov, the debrief. Um, I don't like, I don't know what was with the ambient music in the background. It's very. People don't actually believe that, do they? Oh my God, that's crazy. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, there's more and more stuff on bird camera stuff. It goes, dates back as far as Nixon and, and uh, a lot of it's still redacted. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Kind of crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. I'm wow. just, I'm more, most so, oh, the, all the stuff so far, I'm most freaked out by the dragonfly that's basically like has to be fully conscious, conscious while something hijacks its nervous system and <laughs> makes it fly certain ways. Ooh. Hey, man, we're on a mission and sometimes you got to crack a few eggs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. I got, uh, I got one more. It's from Motherboard just again. Backed on the insect drones here. We live in a world where technology is already tracking half of what we do. And Big Brother has a long history. Half seems like a low estimate to me. I I can't. Sorry, take it back for me. She take said, "Well, I mean, I'm I'm nitpicking just on the fly here, but she said half it tracks the Big Brother tracks half of what we do, and I'm like, only half. Yes, we live in a world <laughs> where technology is already tracking half of what we do, and Big Brother has a long history of crossing data gathering tech with animals for dubious or clandestine reasons. You know." Dolphins equipped with cameras have been used by the military. Pigeons were used as early as World War One to get um, uh, surveillance um, by attaching literally cameras to them. And so there's a long history of sort of 
biomimicry, which is what it's called, you know, robots or machines that mimic the affordances of insects and birds and animals, um, but also literal animals turned into kind of cyborgs in service of surveillance. Ryan Callow is a law professor at the University of Washington, specializing in emerging technology with a focus on robotics and AI. In 2013, he testified before the U.S. Senate about law enforcement's use of drones. One of the main ways that robots implicate privacy is by significantly um, extending our, our surveillance capability. And some of the earliest applications of artificial intelligence um, and robotics have been in service of being able to engage in, in surveillance more easily. And if you couple that with how small um, these robots can get and therefore indetectable, um, yeah, of course, there are, there are, that raises concerns. I'm DCEPL3ETEESA45WO59TZ. This fucking, the, the, just the, the rising tension with the oboe, man. Holy Jesus. But I did like, I'm feeling it right there. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Oh. Take a couple breaths here. I liked, I did like what he said at the end. He was like, well, um, the ever expanding technology with how small cameras can be and how small these robots can be does cause some concern. <laughs> it's like, oh, good. Bro, well, I'm glad dude, somebody cares. Well, I'm, honestly, all you have to do, think about is like the fact that they've had nanotechnology, which are like literally molecule or not molecule, but like red blood cell size robots, essentially, right? Like, if they can do that, uh, I, they can make a fucking flea or a fly or especially a dragonfly that looks like a real dragonfly. Yeah, I guess my general mindset about it is uh, I'm not super informed with nanotechnology, but I I get the memes behind it. And uh, I definitely think these motherfuckers got the means behind it. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying. Yeah, I <laughs> nah, I'm saying. Nah, I mean. <laughs> So I just, um, just because I believe that they could, I think that they would. Yeah. This out of control, psychotic ninja warfare demon is over here making me look foolish. I, uh, I have, I have one game we can play. I don't know if you have anything else, but I have one last thing we can try. Well, the, okay. So, um, that previous clip mentioned dolphins being utilized in the CIA's m- service, specifically. Flipper. Uh, the, uh, coincidentally enough, that Game Grumps shit ends up with them uh, comparing people. Uh, actually, they said that dolphins were better than people, but if dolphins are working for the CIA, then I guess everybody's just a piece of shit. My God. <laughs> Oh my god, no. No. What? They sell shirts that say, if it flies, it spies. Looks like you're finally opening your eyes, Dan. No! You're reading something real bad. No, this is stupid! (laughs) (laughs) This is so stupid! Oh Oh my god. Oh god. (laughs) Oh my god. How can we claim to be the most intelligent life form on Earth? Oh my god. Why is this guy still on? Like, definitely dolphins are smarter. Oh my yeah. god. Definitely. Or maybe like uh, crows. Crows, crows are good. 
Because crows are kind of like us. They like shiny things. Yep, yep. They they remember you if you fuck them over. Yeah. Ugh, man, but crows have the but intelligence. Unfortunately, of a as we've established, crows aren't real. <laughs> that's true. Oh, you should oh, see so the right. fucked up that's ways they like so to smart. crack nuts. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had to play my crow drum. <laughs> what, what was it again? Crows have the intelligence of a four-year-old. <laughs> God, you should see the fucked up ways they like to crack nuts. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> bro, I I honestly like I don't watch them as much, but especially back when John Tron was on there, Game Grumps was pretty good. Yeah, yep. Good old Game Grumps, man. But that is kind of like um, wait, I don't know what what's the takeaway? What's your takeaway from those Game Grumps clips? Are they intentionally making light of it, or are they just having a good time? Well, no, I mean for them, yeah, this is. Just a normal run of the mill in a sort of day. This is just regular old show banter. Whoa. <coughs> um I mean that's innocuous enough. It's there's there's nothing outlandish or offensive. It's funny. It's um I just I, I already kinda uh hammered on it. It's it's just something that makes people who like not thinking for themselves feel good about themselves when they dunk on some dipshit that doesn't believe in birds who is also fake and gay so the whole thing is kind of meh kind of sus yeah i i guess yeah i guess i guess i don't i really don't have a, a takeaway from it other than like it's clearly possible well so i'm talking specifically about the movement the movement of birds not being real, this idea that all the birds were swapped out for mass surveillance. I mean, holy shit. Do you know how much feces covers everybody's phones? That's because we are all, all, all surrounded in a field of phones just recording everything. I mean, you don't need to add birds on top of that unless right. you are looking for specific individuals. Trying to get into very specific locations. Well, yeah, the birds, like the idea that all the birds, like obviously that's super far fetched, but it would make sense if you could get, yeah, like you said, because certain people don't have phones or they have whatever kind of, you know, like I'm sure there's, you know, let's just give the, you know, devil's advocate government the benefit of the doubt. There might be like, you know, trafficking or like drug trafficking or human trafficking or something where you know this whole operation's out in the middle of nowhere and no cell phones are allowed as part of the deal so nobody gets tracked there and then that's a situation where if you were going to bust it up you'd need some bird drones or some dragonfly drones or, or hellfire uh, missiles yeah exactly <laughs> somebody get obama on the phone <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a game we can play though. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, this is um this is first first attempt on the show. I got on BitChute and I looked up a search term because the way that the way this like and I, I brought this up on the phone with Sir West the other day was because we were talking about birds aren't real. And uh shout out again to Billy Bones for like making this kind of at the forefront of, forefront of my mind, like uh from his tweet. But I was I thinking he's like enjoyed his time in uh in Nash or uh, Tennessee, yeah, it seems. I, like I hope it's. Yeah, he didn't bring his good. pool cue today, though, in his case. So, 
pool playing man well billy well, bones i therefore challenge you to a game of pool <laughs> we played this we played a good fun. five games before we left the meetup they, they were still going nice. when we left. anyway um this is going to be bit shoot roulette it's a new segment i don't know if i'll ever do it again but um i mainly because i didn't have time to uh because the meetup <laughs> dissect all this stuff we're going to play bit shoot roulette and because because i started thinking especially if they have biological androids or tiny bugs if they if the if they can make the birds have like realistic organs that like decay and everything and those are biological androids there's definitely people like they've definitely gotten to people and so like how many what's the percentage of people walking among us that are androids biological or robotic oh i i've heard some pretty high numbers as far as like clone to people ratios yeah, but it's, uh, I, I, clone is a little different though right because they're not like necessarily a robot uh yeah okay all right or maybe right. a clone with a brain chip or something that controls them still i guess i don't know i mean is a clone artificial it, that's a philosophical question that i'm not equipped to answer does a clone <laughs> have a soul i don't know but uh anyways so bit shoot roulette um, you gonna pick because uh, the typical revolver has five to six rounds. Uh, we'll go six. Pick a number between one and six, and I will pick an order of my uh, Android search result on Big Shoot of which video we play and dissect. And if it sucks right off the bat, we can re re uh, reload the magazine and pass the gun around. Can I again. try? Can I try a, a gaming show wheel spin sound on the fly? Yes. <laughs> Oh, it looks like a one. A one. Okay. Well, this is uh, from Kim Absul. Copenhagen Didmark is the channel on BitChute. And this is Androids Among Us, the Sovereign Vessels versus the Walk-Ins. Uploaded 5-11-2021. Disclaimer, I do not support or hate violence. The following video images and audio metadata are only for documentary purposes. Uh-oh. This looks like it's... This is some kind of music video. Actually, not bad. I don't know what this is. This is some music video. Let's skip ahead. Right, here we go. Jared Kushner. This is this will be good. Jared Kushner talking. I don't like this. Tell me more about how you see your role in the White House. What is the president? Some of your favorite celebrities might be a part of the Illuminati. Let's talk about that. Cool. This is mostly visual, so to shot. I want to. I want one with someone talking. I might have to redo uh, this roulette. Sh- should I re-roll? Let me let me skip ahead and see what's. A lot going. of care and attention. Identified by best examples, given my limited resources. Let's re-roll. I'm sorry. All right, re-roll. all right. I'm gonna try a different wheel. Uh, that wasn't a different wheel. Uh, five. Number okay, this five. Is time to wake up. Androids are among us by Light Fro Vibes. Okay. Are the, is it? Is it what? Is that the same title? We're joined now uh, via hologram. Well, it's a different uh, with, video. By, uh, I don't know. Real I am, uh, who is live in Grand Park. Let's see if we can uh, beam him in now. Whoa. Here we go. Whoa, okay. Uh, All right. Was Anderson Cooper beaming in uh, Will I Am on TV? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, as long as they beam the rest of Cooper's nose in, I guess. Oh, 
still got it. Well, our scientists have learned how to make people. They call them synthetics. Are you familiar with those? Um, well, actually, we just interviewed John Lear. And actually? about being in an audience <laughs> in which they were given a lecture by a guy that they thought was real and found out later was he was a hologram. Well, it's a synthetic. A synthetic's when you touch their skin, it feels like uh, plastic almost. That's the <laughs> latest technique. The old, the old techniques, uh, if you guys can rent a video, uh, the boys from Brazil, rent it. What? Because in it, it gives you the exact way it, how our government's been making people. Really? What we're about to do, because you've never seen anything like this on television. Whoa, they beamed him in again. Dude, Anderson Cooper and Wolf Bliss are so excited to be beaming these people into the scene in studio. Hell yeah, man. Look, everybody wants to be cool. Hi, Wolf. All right, big round of applause. Uh, we are 35 high-definition cameras ringing me. Uh See, I don't know. This, has, this isn't androids to me. <laughs> Mr. President pro tempore. This isn't androids to me, you know? Members it's of Congress. I'm let down by Bitchute once again. And fellow Americans. In the normal course of events, presidents come to this chamber to report on the State of the Union. Tonight, no such report is needed. Everything's all great. It has baby. already been delivered by the American people. Five more stuff. We have seen it in the courage of passengers who rushed terrorists First. to save others on the ground. All right. Well, I don't know what this has to do with androids. Bit shoot once. Bit shoot. You you screwed me once again. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Harambe's in heaven. Bush did nine eleven. <laughs> uh, there's more. Um, yeah, there's more androids related videos, but I don't know. I I feel like there's not. There was. If you killed, if you about, if you're a real suspicious talking- of somebody being an android, would it be unethical to lure them into the woods and shoot them and see if they have <laughs> robot parts? I don't know. Does the open field doctrine apply? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, castle doctrine would just invite him over. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Officer, but did you see the way the android was dressed? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, oh, so in that video, she was talking about getting reamed by like 35 cameras, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I isn't that something that we referenced way back uh, on that first Blue Beam episode? I want to say. Oh, I just heard getting reamed, and my brain went somewhere else. Yeah, she's got the. I don't know if you could see the video or not. She's got a bunch of rings around her with cameras and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, we did do. We talked about that in the Blue Beam episode, I believe, the three parter. Yeah, I have to go back. I don't, I don't know. I was it's a long time ago. I will say this for anybody: if you ever want to get in and make clips, fucking put them in a folder in some hierarchy, somehow, some way. At least so you can go back and kind of find stuff if needed, and fucking label your shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I do that, but my labeling system is probably as bad as Dvorak's. Uh, I, well, okay. So for specifically clips, this is what I do. I will name the first part 
the same name as what appears on, uh, you know, Vimeo, YouTube, etc. Right? Yeah. And then I'll number it and then give it a subtitle, something that I know, like I can kind of get an idea of what it is if I just look at a glance. But it's usually very short. Okay. Yeah. So, well, that's uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, insider insider tips right there. Wow. So I'm yeah, gonna have to start you, doing that because <laughs> like I have it, I have so many different folders. Well, because you can then like if you go, let's say, uh, I don't know, you're on a more mainstream channel and you're trying to remember if you already have clipped a video, you can just search that video in your uh, system for, or in your files, right? And then it'll right. show up. Yeah. Wow. That, yeah. That's oh, pretty yeah, good. Dude. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, the blue bean clips from way back then were not done like that. <sighs> I know. So if I look hard enough, I'm... Bullshit! 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 Fuck this guy. <laughs> You're going to get punished. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Sorry, got a little carried away there. You're pushing it. No. <laughs> All right. Um. You, I don't know. Do you have any other closing thoughts? Because I, I know Nick the Rat's starting in ten. What do we? What else we got? Any closing thoughts on this? Did we come to any conclusions? I think my general takeaway is like you said that the the whole thing is like obviously controlled opposition of the opposition or something. Some... Yeah. Opposition's inception. Oppositionception. Up yeah. a position, position. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a psyop. Um, it's humorous. Um, it's definitely doable. Uh, not to uh, a degree where everybody would be affected, because there's just far more efficient manners of mass surveillance and data collection. Shit, right. people give that away for free. Happily, right? That's what that's what uh, <laughs> when the it's on that Christmas episode of Rick and Morty where the president shows up because they dropped a lightsaber accidentally, completely vertically down, so it's headed for the core of the earth. And the president shows up, and Rick says, "What are you doing here? If I wanted the government in my house, I'd buy an Alexa." So it's like, yeah, I mean, everybody's pretty much like if you have a cell phone, even a flip phone's probably got the capability of listening to you. They don't need to get these fucking birds unless it's a real special occasion, like you said. So yeah, the birds aren't real thing is um, it's a satire in a funny sense. And it's also just like to get people to think like, like I said earlier, they stress so hard that like, obviously nobody believes this and everybody involved knows it's a joke and the protesters are in on the joke and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, that's probably all true, but it seems like a way to uh, make it seem like it's totally impossible that even one bird you've ever seen in your life could ever be a joke. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. But I also found the clip. Uh, oh, old CNN uses old hologram tech and pretends it's new. Here, let me you read that to Jessica- you. <laughs> you saw Jessica Yellen over at Grant Park just a little while ago uh, when we uh, were uh, talking to her. Uh, we're going to do something that's never been done on television before. Uh, we're going to bring her in from Chicago into the Situation Room, right uh, into the CNN Election Center, excuse me, right now. I want you to watch 
what we're about to do because you've never seen anything like this on television. Whoa. Man, they beam her in. <laughs> wow. This is crap. Hi, Wolf. All right, big round of applause. Uh, we did it. Uh, there she is, uh, Jessica Yellen. Uh, I know you're in Chicago, but we've uh, done something, a hologram. We beamed you in. We beamed you in here uh, into uh, the CNN Election Center. Uh, wow. I want to talk to you as I would normally be talking to you if you were really face-to-face -face with me. I know you're a few th at least a thousand miles away, but it looks like you're right here. Well, you know what I like about this hologram, and you're a hologram now, Jessica. Uh, instead of having a thousands of people behind you screaming and shouting, you know what? We can have a little bit more of an intimate conversation, and our viewers can enjoy that as well. Uh, how are you excited are you, Jessica, that this is the, you're, you're the first one that we've Jesus beamed Christ, in this is like to the, uh, the CNN I've ever Election heard Center. Talk. So, this clip has gone for one minute, 15 seconds. She it's has one minute left to respond. Dude, he has had, he has said nothing. <laughs> this is like how I sound, like, it's like, you know, one too many blunts in. And, 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 and Jessica, and you, and you got beamed in, and what do you think about this? And oh, and here's, and what about that? And it's like, dude, finish one sentence before you start the next thought, Wolf. And, oh, yeah. Well, okay. This is why Wolf gets so, paid the big bucks, bro. So if he says nothing, is that misinformation? <laughs> I know it's like I follow in the tradition of Princess Leia. Uh, it's wow. it's something else. It's the first time it's been live on television, and uh, it's a remarkable setup. If I could tell you about it for a moment, uh, I'm inside a tent in Chicago that's been built. Engineers spent about three weeks doing it. Wow. There are 35 high definition cameras ringing me. <laughs> A ringing. <laughs> I thought did she say ringing or reaming? Because if she says reaming, uh, like my mind goes somewhere else. No, it's ringing. But oh, I, okay. I got tr I triggered myself thinking that she said reaming. Reaming. Like, oh, we have Whoa. this. <laughs> that was transcendent. I know. So you say when you get done being ringed, <laughs> oppositionception, baby. I love you guys. I love you too, man. I love Thank you, you for having me back on, dude. Yeah, anytime. It's been it had been too long. I owe so much to you. It is not even funny. <laughs> uh, I I don't think so. Oh think well. Okay, I take it back then. Good. <laughs> don't put that pressure. I think that's how the Mothman comes. Last thing I need is people is like uh, people blaming me for your existence. Um, <laughs> well. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh no, I love you, dude. And you gotta uh, place, yeah. gotta place it elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, I love you, and uh, yeah, everybody behind the schemes every Monday night. Obviously, uh, yes. Mondays, ten thirty p.m. Eastern. Tune in early. There's usually something going on around ten. If not, something's going. Yep. On. Um, Try to uh, kick kick the stream on at on the hour, on the dot, as close to as possible. Hell yeah. And uh yeah, I mean there's ways to get those uh those pings, nude nude apps on Mastodon. Live tag, <laughs> CurioCaster. Seven, Seventeen cat uh accounts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I, was, I can't I can barely keep up with my socials as it is. But uh, uh I do have a quick bit of uh I guess correct the record. I gotta throw uh -oh. it out there really quick. Uh -oh. I know. I don't want anybody to ever perceive me as 
being part of the problem. Crows have the intelligence of a four-year-old. So I am wiping away my sins of misinformation right here, right now. And, in, and, and notice proud. it was misinformation, not disinformation, because it was accidental. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, on this previous episode of Behind the Schemes, episode uh, 134, The Old Yellow Book, with me and Lavish, I stated that the ship posters had invited us to a movie night uh, involving Barbarella as being on this coming Monday the 16th. That is factually incorrect. It would be January 15th this coming Sunday. So I'll make sure to get that out there. Now, I thought Charlie Rob... Oh, Charlie Rob... Okay, yeah. Charlie Robinson's going to be January 23rd. Oh, okay. I was thinking... If if you... (laughs) Hear me out. I'm going to need your help. I want you to bully, <laughs> I want you to bully Charlie into yeah. getting set up <laughs> with a lightning wallet. Cause after I got those three dudes set up, cool boy Mew, Dad, and Ricky, uh, with a lightning address, I do not want to break a streak of having a non value enabled guest on the show. Well, do you want me to bug him about it before or after you could have him on? Absolutely before. Okay. Yeah, I'll start doing that. And I mean, it just you went through the process. That's what I have recommended to him. Um, I just I think if it's something else, it's one of those things. If somebody, if he hears it from someone else, maybe it will stir him. Um, All right? Yeah. I just it, it's literally it's literally free Bitcoin that comes from producers. I just everybody gets their fucking cut. That reminds me, I should. Oh wait, no, I was on the other laptop. I was gonna check if I got any uh, st- any sat stream to me, but I'll check that on the next show, people. I'm sorry, I don't do it very often. Too much going on, man. You know how it is. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'm getting Stop hungry, that. bro. I'm getting hungry. Yo, I'm gonna score <laughs> me a bag of Doritos. I'm gonna go get me a bag of Doritos, man. Sounds good. Man, I'm gonna actually probably pop over to Nick the Rat and tune in. Sixty get seconds. Some- Nick the Rat's live. I'm sure the chase is already playing. Thank you, everybody, for oh, tuning yeah. in. Thanks to Servo. And uh, also, thanks to everybody in the chat. Sir Wes for calling in. Net, net, ice Cube Soup, all you motherfuckers. Everybody. Hell yeah. Thanks uh, again, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, boo. Behindtheschemes.com, badradio.live. Every Monday night. All right. Love you, buddy. We'll do it again Love soon. Love you too, man. Birds aren't real. Oh, and I was going to say this. Um, if I was going to start a counter campaign, especially considering who's involved, if you know what I mean. I would call mm-hmm. it Birds Israel. Oh, wow. Yeah. Spicy. Because yeah. they are real. It's just bad grammar. It's birds. <laughs> I'm not saying... The spelling and meaning would be... I don't know what you were thinking. Birds is real. Like You know what you should do? You should, you should start that, but only put it on YouTube mm. and Spotify. <laughs> not on BitChute. <laughs> exactly. I love juice. You have to you have to go where they say the eyes are. Not the nays. I I I can't.